warm, enjoyable, and chock full of nuts. Just like a sneaky mid-morning brownie. And I can't live without it! It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, I could really get used to this commercial radio vibe. What do you mean? Commercial well, radio vibe. I mean, remember when we worked at Triple J? We weren't allowed to accept any gifts. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. not. Remember when you, got, you, oh, you, you guys turned away that guy on the bike with some cold ciders because you weren't even allowed to, <laughs> to accept a bottle of cider? <laughs> Rode up. <clears throat> like a cold one, boys? We can't. <laughs> or the time... A producer just randomly mentioned is like, oh, that would have been good when we uh, if we went to New York. I'm like, sorry, what do you mean New York? It's like, oh, it's just Wolverine. The movie was coming out, and Hugh Jackman was in New York, and they were sending people over to interview him on the streets of New York. And they asked if <laughs> wanted to fly you over to New York to interview Hugh Jackman and walk around the streets of that. But we, you know, we had to say no and just do it on the phone. <laughs> Excuse yeah, but nah, that's, me. That's- <laughs> That's as good, man. Like you know. Well, if we're interviewing any, him anyway. <laughs> anyway, but uh, why? Um, why do you say this, Meadow Kind? Well, little package turns up yesterday. Ooh. Yeah, cheeky little, uh, cheeky little Xbox. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How did you get that? <laughs> I'm the you one did- who talks <laughs> about playing my Xbox all the time <laughs> and getting killed by fart sniffer two six eight nine. You didn't get one? What? What is going on here? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. man. I'm really sorry. Um, but also, a brand called Co slid into our DMs and asked if we wanted some cleaning products, which <laughs> which you can also... I mean, they came to me because I said yes, and I gave them my address. Um, but I'm sure if you gave them your address as well. All right, well, we apologise for this, the most self-indulgent intro to a no, podcast of all I believe, time. I believe that our listeners are aspirational and absolutely want to hear about all the sweet, free stuff that I am now getting. <laughs> I, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Uh, they want to hear some uh, top-notch banter and some cool interviews, and we're going to be chatting to Lisa and Sarah from the Sugar Rust podcast a little bit later on. That'll be excellent. We are going to be checking in with that boy Gregory Salad Fingers for a meme marking update. The election uh, has been hot on the meme, so I'm sure he's got some uh, info for you there. And uh, Matt O'Kine, you've been uh, looking into the world of uh, marketing and advertising, as you can tell. Yeah, one of the biggest brands has uh, released a new product, which we're going to be, you might find a little bit interesting if that's your cup of tea or if that's your flavour. Sorry, if that's your Tetley's tea or your Milo (laughs) flavouring for milk. Um, Welcome to the worst podcast of all time. It's Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Had a bit of a midweek blowout this week, Matt O'Kine. Oh, did you? Yeah, feeling a little bit tired today because... Last night, last night, uh, me and Woods, I mean, it was a large evening. We hit, we did some grand designs. We did some of the mm. block. Okay. Mm. Just getting to the pointy end there. We did a little bit of modern family. And by that time we were so tired that it was about 11 o'clock and we got a little bit hungry. So you're right. Second dinner. Order oh, in. You, you did it. So we jumped on the app and, uh, got a whole lot of chicken to the house. How'd you, we how'd thought, how'd we you thought Maccas would be the, the one to get, but, um, ended up. Just going with the uh, the the Korean chicken in the end. Oh. Because I have been to Korea a couple of times. Their restaurants stay open so late. Second dinner is the way to go. Where had you, you been drinking? No. <laughs> you just 
What? I, I, I had a gin and tonic. I mean, we're having a big. A... If we're having a big night with Kevin McLeod, I'm having a gin, gin and tea, my friend. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, you weren't like 13 beers deep and stumbling home and you know past the cab line, and that's why you decided to get a second dinner. You just you yeah. just thought clear head already in your home in your bed, which you watch your TV from. Okay, you the living room. Yes, second dinner. <laughs> second dinner occurred. Oh my god! Oh and, my god! Uh, I got to tell you, I'm feeling it right now. Oh, well, have you seen the news? Um, McDonald's. I mean, it's it's interesting. You didn't go with McDonald's. You went the fried chicken route. Very. Uh, mm. It's the opposite of what McDonald's are releasing in the states at the moment. Have you heard about the uh, the new burger that they've got? They've trialed in Canada. They're going to release in the states next year. What what kind of burger? It's a uh, fully vegan burger. Ooh, uh, I don't mind that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what it's called? Uh, fully vegan burger. Um, <laughs> no, the McVeg. It should be called the fully vegan burger because they've gone with McPlant, <laughs> which is the most uncreative <laughs> name I think you could possibly. Who was in that meeting? Do you reckon? <laughs> I tell you who was in that meeting. People who cost hundreds of dollars an hour who were in that meeting, <laughs> and they're coming Real- up with <laughs> McPlants for a plant-based burger. You're eating, yeah, I'll have a McPlant, thanks. No. Well, look, Burger King did theirs. They did the Impossible Whopper. Right. You know, and that that seems like, whoa. You know, that's a pretty creative name. And they're, sure. using, they're using special, is it the Impossible Meats or something that they use? That's why it's Impossible Burger. Sure. Impossible to tell that it's it's actually a vegan burger or a veggie Although, burger or whatever. they're being sued because um, <laughs> one, one user didn't realise that they were going to be cooking them on the same... You know, oh. surfaces as they cook the regular meat products. And he said, this this impossible burger's bloody slathered in, <laughs> in like blood in, and stuff. In the normal, in the normal juices. grease and juice. Uh, uh, well, that's no good. But the McPlant, I tell you what, I would love to be one of those marketing agency people because these people come up with all these, just the simplest campaigns. The one that annoys me the most, mm-hmm. right? I've got a hotel website. Um, what should our slogan be? The website is called Trivago. What should our... What should our thing be? Um, um, how about Hotel Travago? Like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding? You're getting paid hundreds of thousands, of, a million dollar ad campaign, and that's the best you come up with, uh, and yet it gets stuck in my head, so it's kind of worth it. I don't know, Matt O'Kai. It's stuck in your head. Well, look, the, the, um, the release and announcement of the Mick plant certainly made me realise... Uh, this is one of the darkest days in rebranding history. So I thought we'd have a look back on a few of the other product launch and rebrands that have not gone so successfully in the past. July 2009, one of Australia's most iconic brands, Vegemite, oh, do a no. little bit of market research and realise while sales are declining, they're finding that mums are mixing cream cheese with Vegemite and making it a little dip to take away a bit of the salt. So they jump on board. They realise this is a sure thing. What are they going to call it? They do loads of testing, opinions, etc. So, so the much leading money. Name, the leading name, Cheesy Mite. They say, no, 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 we don't want anyone to associate it with Vegemite. It's a new snack, so they call it iSnack 2.0. It gets body slammed <laughs> by the public. <laughs> And for good reason, because that is one of the pitch blackest days, blacker than the tar of the Vegemite 
<laughs> scrape. <laughs> so dark. Oh, man, that was all one right. of the worst Barrys in the, of, of all time. March 2016, an online poll in the UK to uh, name a new ship, <laughs> which would eventually be called the RRS David Attenborough. Quite a noble name, you know, renamed after uh, one of our great documentary storytellers. Um, due to an online poll, the winning name ended up being Boaty McBoatface. <laughs> now, and of course... This was good, but it it, it went for too long. It, it, went, <laughs> it went everywhere. It yeah. went all around the world. Sydney ended up calling one of its fairies Fairy McFairyface based <laughs> on all this. Potty McPodface is what we should probably end up changing our name to. Anyways, that was a dark day. July 2011, you ever heard of Quickster? Quickster? No. No. Yeah, it used to be Netflix. So Netflix had a thing where they sent out DVDs to people, right? That's how Netflix started. Mm. Then Netflix actually became online, on the net. So then they wanted to keep sending DVDs out but stay on the net. So they were like, well, we can't have Netflix sending DVD out, so we'll start something else. Let's call it Quickstar. They lost hundreds of thousands of subscribers immediately because no one knew what to do, which person to go with. They had to re-sign up to this subscription service. It was an absolute disaster. It was dead three months later. <laughs> but Netflix is still alive and well. April 23rd, 1985. You ever heard of New Coke? No, I've heard of like vanilla Coke and no. Diet Coke and Coke no, no, Zero. No. April 1985, big press conference. After doing heaps of market research, Coke found out that people were starting to prefer the taste of Pepsi in blind tastings. Uh Uh-oh. Right, so they reworked the formula, added a little bit more sugar, made it sweeter, more testing was done, and they realised that people were liking new Coke more than old Coke. So, big, big press release. They stood in front of everyone in the middle of New York and said, we are changing the old Coke to the new Coke. We, there's not going to be two. We're getting rid of the old one completely. What? Yeah. The the head of Coke at the time said people are calling this the boldest mood Coca-Cola's ever made. We're calling it the surest move we've ever made. 8,000 complaint calls a day. <laughs> 79 <laughs> days later, no more new Coke. <laughs> they, well, it exists. They changed it to Coke 2 and they kept it on shelves for a few more years until it eventually died out later. <laughs> So the surest move you've ever made was possibly one of the darkest. <laughs> so who knows? Let us know what you reckon we should call. Why well, should we rebrand all day breakfast? <laughs> yeah. Maybe gotta... we should be, you know, Matt, Matt, Matt and Permy McPermface. <laughs> tell you what, tell you what, people would get on it. People love it, love the curls. <laughs> They've been, they've been all over it. The curls do get the girls. Uh, the straight hair gets the mates. Straight gets the mates. Ah, yep. That's, there we that's go. That's what it is. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz. Alex Tyson, our next guests are hosts of the Hip Network's National Early Breakfast Show. They've also just launched a brand new podcast. It's called The Sugar Rush. And better than everything else, they are Brisbane representatives <laughs> through and through. Um, my home stomping ground. Absolutely love it. Um, please welcome to Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. They go by the name of those two girls. It's Lise and Sarah. Yay. Thanks, fellas. Good to be here. Thank you very much, uh, particularly because just before we hit play, you said you approved of the perm. The perm has returned here, and you both have perm experience. 
I mean, Sarah in particular, Sarah, I'll let you take this one. Yeah, I can really, I can really speak to this, Alex. Um, I first dabbled in perms in grade five and I started with a permed fringe rest of the hair dead straight. But that volume at the crown, I think, really makes the difference. Well, in, in grade five, my my perm was me putting a baseball cap on but putting my fringe up and when putting the hat on top of my fringe <laughs> so that after a few hours the fringe would stick up. So I guess it's a bit of a DIY perm. Same. And then I, I just kept getting getting perms until I was like 22, which was really quite a long time after they went out of vogue. But <laughs> I remember mum saying to me once, you're nothing without your curls, Sarah. So <laughs> oh, I just... No. Um, I just persisted. And to this day, I still beg my hairdresser to just let me have a light body wave. So you are actually living my dream. And I think it looks great. Oh, thank you I think it looks t- really good, very natural. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't meant to look as decent as it does. I like literally, I sit, <laughs> sat down in the chair and they say, what, what kind of thing do you want? I said, give me the nana. Give me the nana <laughs> in honour of Effie, my grandmother, who used to always ask if I wanted a perm. And uh, look, we didn't quite get there. We've gone the Vance Joy or the... Um, <laughs> There's so many comparisons on our Instagram. People are saying Paulie Shaw from the 90s, <laughs> Justin Timberlake. There's AFL players. They've have, have had it all. But, I mean, no one is giving me any attention, guys, and I that's know. very frustrating. Um, you're, you, you're a duo. You guys have been um, on the radio for quite a while now. Have you ever had any uh, jealousy issues? No, not at all. <laughs> Oh. Not at all. Thanks, Lee. Sarah, am I, ju- am I cutting you off? Do you, like, do you need to tell me something? I was at least going to say yes and be polite in front of the gentleman, but no, I'm not jealous of you at all either. No, I mean, there's been a little, been a little bit of single white femaling between the two of us. So, you know, occasionally, like, I've cut my hair and then, oh, surprise, Sarah decides to cut hers Or, you know, I might buy a particular outfit from, you know, a particular retail and, oh, gosh, how surprising. Here she goes again. Um. I can't even deny it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys, you guys, um, the the show is all about, you know, big entertainment news every single day. It's called The Sugar Rush. And, uh, you know, Alex Dice and I are not necessarily that across some of the the content that you're, uh, that, you know, you guys thrive in. Can you tell us about what, what you love about the entertainment world well, how I mean, get that's, started that's your first mistake is that we don't thrive in that world either so we're really trying to muddle our way through and make sense of what those entertainment stories are ourselves so I mean you can test us and we'll see if we've gotten up to speed but I mean don't don't confuse us with the e-news correspondence or anything really <laughs> you're not Richard Reeds okay fair enough <laughs> Half the fun of the show is that it's through our lens and, you know, we're we're relatively daggy and we will just, you know, give our opinion as 40-year-old women, which we really shouldn't reveal our age, but what the hell. So it is a bit of fun. We ha- we're having a lot of fun with it. Well, that is great because I, I do need to learn. Maybe there are a few things that you can help catch me up on. I was, uh, last year I was in a, a, a group where there was like a celebrity heads game and someone said Zendaya, and I had no idea what yeah. was going on there. I still don't to this day. Can you shed any lights on Zendaya? She played Anne in The Greatest Showman. So she was Zac Efron's love interest. I think she won an Emmy, was it this year or last year? 
That's the extent of my knowledge. She's one of um, she's one of the Disney kids, you know. So she grew up uh. as part of all the Disney troops and movies, and now she's progressed and graduated, I guess, to starlet status. And is well, that her full name seen- is that a is that the new Madonna? Is it the shirt? What is Zendaya her full name? Hang on, I'm on Wikipedia. <laughs> Her full name is Zendaya Marie Stormer Coleman. Whoa. Um, she's in she's in a show called Euphoria, which I have to say, for someone who has previously been like a Disney kid, this is a very big step away from any kind of child-friendly, wholesome fun. Euphoria is like a pretty confronting, in-your-face teen drama and I and I I loved what I saw. She's got 80 million right, followers Matt, well, why on Instagram. Don't you do the sugar rush. Why are you here? <laughs> what is this? I tell you what, the amount of Bachelor news that Matt's able to bring to this podcast, I think you do have a bit of a uh, run it's for your It's on in the background. What am I supposed to do? You know, my, my Belinda loves watching it. Did you watch Bachelorette though this season, be honest? I I watched more than I'd care to admit. Yes, I did. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, why? Did you guys watch it? We no. Did, which makes it really hard to report on it, and we use that term loosely every day. <laughs> um, we basically just read all the reviews, but, no, we did not commit to this um, particular Well, all we know is that the real juice is happening after the show has ended. So Becky, one of the sisters, chose a bloke named Pete. That lasted three days. She apparently called the runner-up Adrian that lasted three days. Ooh. And and now Adrian's beaten her to the punch and made this horrific one-minute-long video explaining why he dumped her and how sad it all was. So, you know, we're calling it, he's an idiot. <laughs> uh, the official stamp has come down. That is wow. it. Well, who do you, the, my favourite thing when it when it gets to Bachelor chat is who is going to be the person because I get to uh, judge whether that's a good choice or not. Uh, recently, I've seen uh, a meme where it could be official and Melania will be the Bachelorette in <laughs> America very very soon. Rumours are swirling around. Have you guys got any picks for uh, for upcoming Bachelor Bachelorettes? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, Melania's great. God, I would watch that show. She would just <laughs> scowl at people and anyone who could possibly get her to raise a smirk, that would that would be like the eternal rose, wouldn't they? Um, Australian-wise, though, Sarah, who would we pick? Oh, look, I mean. Or Bachelorette. Oh, really, would uh, they whip Chappelle out? <laughs> Hey, I mean, she's just what? the SAS Australia. Don't I even mean, she joke. doesn't like to run and I, can relate to that. I seriously, I reckon there were some network execs that just heard you and were like, <laughs> that's put it in, put, Not take notes. Not a bad idea. <laughs> I really don't. People, I'd watch it. It's all about where she smuggles roses. <laughs> Oh, it's some, yeah, some getting in trouble with plants once again, Chappelle. Uh, no, no good, uh, but that, that, could, that could be an interesting one. And the thing I like about uh, the podcast as well, it is, it's very bite-sized as well. Do you find it difficult to get it down to 10 minutes? What's your, uh, what's your editing process? No, we've run out of puff by then. Um, <laughs> 10 minutes no, is a solid effort. We do it. We, we don't edit 
uh, hardly anything, actually, which is probably a big mistake. Um, and listeners will probably weigh in shortly and tell us and ask us to edit it in a better way. But for now, we just like doing it on the fly and it's very conversational, um, you know, warts and all kind of approach. I think Sarah had a big fumble. Was it yesterday, Sarah, when you said that Oprah was deceased? Remember that? Oh. Yeah. Well, that's that was. I meant to say cease and desist, but because Lisa and I both decided to get adult braces at the age of forty, sometimes the words just, you know, you've done it. You've, done a, you've both- done a Richard Wilkins on Jeff Goldblum. You've announced, you've announced the have death I, before it happens. Have you guys both got braces? Yeah. Yeah. See them? Oh, the invisible. Um, Wait, you were just yeah. saying that that Sarah copies you, Lise. So did you get them first or what? No, we, we held hands and went in together. <laughs> Did we you really? Oh, yeah, I'm telling you, we do everything together. People think that we're we're lying when we say that we're best friends on air and off air, but we do. We went and um, we rocked up to the same orthodontist, got in the chair, videoed each other and then went home. <laughs> Goodness but, gracious. What's it like hanging out with your podcast host? Because I haven't seen Matt since this podcast started in May. <laughs> oh, Seriously, we have not been in the Friends same room. We we talk every day for for you know every day and we we haven't touched skin, um in any way. Oh no, we are in each other's pockets. Like even when we finish, so we do the national early breakfast show. That's a one hour long show around the country. Then we back it up with um, Sugar Rush. Uh, so we spend a, a fair few hours in the first half of the day together, and then when we get in the car to drive home, Sarah calls me in the car. Oh, you're kidding. Home. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, and we've even booked a holiday away together with our kids in December as well. So once we finish work, then we're going away to, to your, celebrate. Oh your holidays God. together. Our husbands have never been happier, and that is a fact. <laughs> because we have found a sister wife in one another, and God love them. When but when they fall off the perch, we are moving in, and we're going to be companions. Like you've already like set it up. That's yeah, absolutely totally. incredible. Because I remember when I was first starting radio and I, I got the job at Triple J, we had to move to Sydney for this and it was me and Tom Ballard, the comedian. Uh, we'd grown up in Warrnambool together, so we knew, knew each other from Playgroup originally. We were moving <laughs> to Sydney. I knew no one in Sydney at all. So I said to Tom, like, when you're moving up there, obviously you just move. I've just finished university. You're going to live in a share house. I'm like, oh, you know, would we would we get a house together? And he goes, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Absolutely, unequivocally, no, that will not be happening. So, yeah, congratulations to you both for finding a, po- a co-host who you could also spend that amount of time with. Thank you. Yeah, we feel, we feel quite lucky. I mean, we get sick of each other every so often, but... We both know each other's signs. Lee's sort of um, doesn't blink, and I can tell that's when she's she's had enough. And I think my <laughs> upper lip starts to twitch, and they're our kind of tells. We know each other that well. We just we just separate for a few hours yeah. then. Amazing stuff. Well, look, you can listen to Lee's and Sarah on the Sugar Rush. It comes out every day, Monday to Friday, uh, or you can still catch them uh, five a.m. to six a.m. weekdays nationally across the Hit Network. Lee's and Sarah, thanks so much for joining Matt and Alex. Uh, we're joining us on All Day Breakfast. <laughs> And we are off to, uh, what do you reckon, Dice? Do you want to get some braces? Yeah, it'd be great, man. Catch it. <laughs> catch it at the ortho. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. 
All day breakfast. Crossing to our main meme man now, that boy Gregory Saladfingers, and I understand we find you on a yacht in the Caribbean, Gregory. Yes, that's right, Matt. That boy Gregory Saladfingers here, coming to you live from international waters off the coast of the Bahamas here, where I've retired off the money I made this week from the election memes the internet has seen and invested in. I mean, it's been an absolute goldmine, Matt, with political profits exploding more than Joe Biden's postal vote counts. So let's jump into the meme market update right now. First up to the event that transcended memeage the Republican Party holding a press conference outside Four Seasons. Not the hotel, but a business named Four Seasons Total Landscaping Philadelphia. Aussie YouTuber Natalie Tran making big profits with a simple yet effective recreation of what that phone call at the landscaping company would have sounded like. Are you serious? Oh, nothing fun ever happens at my work. So, oh, sorry, hold on. Work call. Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Yes, the disastrous press conference featuring Rudy Giuliani will go down in meme history with SNL and Jimmy Kimmel writer Zach Bornstein gaining 182,000 likes for his tweet summary. I could write jokes for 800 years and I'd never think of something funnier than Trump booking the Four Seasons for his big presser and it turned out to be the Four Seasons total landscaping parking lot between a dildo store and a crematorium. Even the business Four Seasons Total Landscaping themselves have jumped in on the meme, creating their own merchandise, which can now be purchased from their website, as explained by BBC's Ros Adkins. It's certainly been quick to see an opportunity. Go online now and you can buy a range of Make America Rake Again and Lawn and Order <laughs> merchandise. In other election meme news, at Luke Razor has done some serious numbers by posting a recreation of woman yelling at confused white cat meme, lampooning the irate President Trump by replacing the woman with him and his son Don Jr. and the cat with Sesame Street character The Count. <laughs> We've also seen celebrations of Kabbala Harris being not only the first female but first person of colour to hold the office of Vice President with memesters putting 44 white male headshots for how it started, and a single photo of the new VP in a power suit saying how it's going. Well, thank you very much, that boy Gregory Saladfingers. Now, I put my whole stock portfolio into the Nevada slow vote count memes. Uh, how am I looking? I tell you what, Matt O'Kide, you will have a yacht berth next to me at, at the Bahamas because Nevada counting vote slowly memes have been absolutely popping off over the last couple of days. Uh, Nevada's pathetically slow ballot count made many a meme fortune, with Liz Jenkins gaining a whopping 95,000 retweets by posting just three words, Nevada counting ballots, alongside this song. We also had Twitter user at Ant Fernie achieving 13,000 likes by posting Nevada being asked about election results alongside this Mariah Carey clip. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. You are so inquisitive, my darling. <laughs> and Instagram St. Hoax hit the dank pot, scoring 370,000 likes for posting the entire world waiting for Nevada. Then Nevada with this tune from the musical Firebringer. We got work. I don't really want to do the work today. I don't really want to do the work today. I don't really want to do the work today. I don't want to do the work today. Overall, it has been a big election, but with the results now in and profits fading, this meme investor would urge anyone late to the party to stock up on Christmas memes, incoming coronavirus vaccine memes, or 
cat vibing to I even polka memes, which are very, very hot at the moment. Matt. Oh, uh, um, sorry. The cat vibing to polka. What? Yeah, it's... <laughs> Oh man, I find it so funny. But what, this, should this, I be googling this right now? It's this Turkish dude <laughs> playing like a tambourine bongos, and they've <laughs> they've put this this cat over the top of it, which is sort of bopping its head to a beat. <laughs> it sounds like this. I think it would never be not funny. People are labelling the man, they're labelling the drum, and then they're labelling the cat. And I tell you what, profits are yours for the taking if you jump on this template. Oh, thank you very much. That boy Gregory Salad Fingers, insightful as always. And we hope your portfolio at home is going stronger than ever. All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Yes, Matt, we're cruising along through 2020. And it's sort of like at the end of a footy game, if one team has absolutely been demolished for the whole game and a player goes to give it a kick and it shanks off the side of the boot and dribbles out of bounds, the commentators always, always say without fail, well, that pretty much just sums up the night, doesn't it? For that team. Yeah, and, so, and something happened to you recently that summed up 2020 for you. That's it. That was um, Woods, my uh, lovely partner, in, uh, who is going to be our special guest on Friday, by the way. Ooh, so well, well. Ian from Werribee is going to be very excited about that. <laughs> uh, but she was in she was in the home office and like Sideshow Bob stepped on the power cord to her ring light and it went back and hit her in the face. And just <laughs> me on the side there, well, that just pretty much sums up the year, doesn't it? A ring well, light to the mush. We asked you what sums up 2020 on uh, our Instagram at Matt Donand and Alex. Um, Jessica got in touch with us at Love One Love All, said 2020 equals struggling to breathe, preparing to use your inhaler and sucking back a beetle that was living inside it. <laughs> squirmy warning. Yeah, you put yeah. the squirmy warning at the beginning, Jessica. Yeah, no use having a spoiler alert at the end of the sentence. Uh, breathe. Old beetle I, lungs breathe over here. <laughs> Bree at Breedaful says, two breakups in and out of hospital. So missed the semester at uni, had to move twice. See you by 2020 middle finger emoji. Oh, yikes. And Monica, Monica Firth said, uh, a margarita. That's how she sums up 2020. Bitter and salty, but you just keep drinking it. We've got to get through it. That's the way. We've also got Remy joining us as well from Melbourne. G'day, Remy. Hello. How are thank, we? Great, thank you, Remy. But you think 2020 can be summed up with a little bit of Junior MasterChef? For sure. I was watching Junior MasterChef the other night and it was sort of the crumble and the triumph that really sort of summarised 2020 for me. So Georgia, who won this precious little angel, it was the final meal of the entire series. She'd worked so hard. You know, every, everything had come to this. She'd had a great start. And then she was putting her dessert to, together and it just, it fell apart. Nothing was going her way. Oh. Nothing. Yeah, it was, she was crying. I was crying. Her mum was crying. <laughs> We're all crying together. And, but you know what she did? She just pulled up her socks and she plated up her dessert and the judges loved it. And then she was, ended up being the winner. And oh. I think, yeah, she won after everything just sort of fell apart. That's I'm it. crying now, Remy. <laughs> Bit of salt for the caramel right now <laughs> in my tears, I'll tell you that much. Well, she even called her dessert a mess. 
So, you know, she really described it. But living in Melbourne, we had, like, it started off a great year. Well, not really with the bushfires, but anyway. And then, like, it started off strong and then everything kind of fell apart. But, you know, in Melbourne, we really came together and we pulled up our socks off and we played at our dessert. And now there's just such a sense in Melbourne of winning. Like, we're all just so happy to be out oh, there and, like, we deserve it. That's it. And, look, it may not look good from the outside, but that taste is just absolutely <laughs> delectable, <laughs> isn't it? The old d- d- so donut crock-and-bush. <laughs> just donuts on donuts right now. That's what you guys are eating. Absolutely love it. Thanks so much, Remy. No, not a problem. Bye. See ya. And uh, hopefully the final quarter of 2020 is good for you as well. Mm-mm. Well, thank you very much for listening to the podcast today. It has been an absolute pleasure. I'm going home to play my um, Stone Age gaming system. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Pac-Man and Space Invaders. From which I will get no enjoyment knowing <laughs> Metokide, the absolute crumb lord, uh, will be partaking in the new stuff. No, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. And we're going to leave you today. I mean, we did talk about the election a little bit during our meme market update, Metokine. And I tell you what, um, the good content keeps coming out of America as a result. Um, a lot of people still unhappy with the uh, the current president, not least of which Donald Trump. But there's also a televangelist in America who is quite famous for for being, being one of the worst people in the world. Yeah, for being pretty pretty rotten. He he's got a few private jets, and people are like, well, do you really need that if you are? You know, someone who is walking in the footsteps of someone who, you know, gives people bread and fish, you know. Uh, do you really need to be flying around in private jets? But his name is Kenneth Copeland, and uh, he was up on stage doing his doing his preaching. And he, when it came to the result of the election, he had an interesting reaction. So we're going to leave you with that today. Hope you're having a good one, and we'll catch you tomorrow for some more Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Bye. The media said what? <laughs> the media said Joe Biden's president. Ha 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 is not edited. (laughs) That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.